for tuning in to the Archive, brought to you by the Mail Tribune. I'm Alyssa Corman, and I'll be sharing the news with you from 100 years ago in this splendid city of Medford and Jackson County at large in 1918. We've got some real swell things to talk about today. The Great Eclipse is almost here, and I've got interesting things to tell you about it. Also, there might be some changes happening to your telephone service. The Red Cross again needs your help. And, most splendidly, I've got a letter from one of our boys to share with you. With all this and more, I best get on with it. The Mother's Day letters of Jackson County soldiers in France began to arrive yesterday, making many mothers happy. Mrs. H.C. Messenger of Central Point received her letter from her son, Sergeant Nate H. Messenger of CB 7th Battalion, 20th Engineers. He praises the work of the Army YMCA and says, they are certainly doing lots of good for the soldiers over here. There is no doubt that the people of Jackson County are true Americans. Food Administrator Folger has collected three car loads, that's train car loads, friends, of flour returned by the patriotic Jackson County grocers and consumers, which will be shipped to Albany for export to France. The Sells Floto Circus will finally be here tomorrow. Sells Floto Big Circus will arrive tomorrow and erect their tents on the old fairgrounds north of the city on the Pacific Highway, on account of having been refused a license to show in Medford. The circus is declared bigger and better than usual and expects to show a record crowd despite local opposition. The mayor says there will be no parade over Medford streets and the circus people say this will enable them to give all the better performances. No, it's not your imagination. It really was gosh darn hot yesterday. Tuesday was the hottest day, though showers may bring a change. The hottest day of the year so far, and which will probably stay near the summer record, was yesterday when the mercury in the government thermometer on top of the Garnet Quarry building shot up to 100 degrees, which was two degrees higher than that of Sunday, the highest previous temperature. The heat of last night caused much sleeplessness throughout the city. The thunder showers in the foothills in this morning and the slight rainfall in the valley made it seem as though the heat spell was being dissipated. But this afternoon, the weather again became uncomfortable after the welcome coolness this forenoon. The weather prediction for tonight and Thursday is probable showers, not so warm tonight. This morning's maximum temperature, and this was before the rain, was 64 degrees. The heated spell of the past week, something unknown for early June for many years, has undoubtedly shortened the grain crop of the valley. The heads of the grain are just beginning to fill out, and unless there comes a good rain very soon, the crop will be still further shortened. On the other hand, much hay has been cut and is still down all over the valley, and if there should be a heavy rain before it is gathered in, it will be considerably damaged. 
speaking of the sun, all over the city smoked glasses are being prepared to greet the eclipse. Most people of Medford are preparing their smoked pieces of glass through which to view the total eclipse of the sun tomorrow afternoon and are preparing to be frightened and have a creepy feeling when it begins to get dark. The public library announces that there will be smoked glasses at the library for the use of anyone passing by at the time of the eclipse. As long as I'm on about the eclipse, which is bound to be an exciting time, we've received a wonderful story from our friends down in San Francisco about what can be expected and what scientists hope to learn from this momentous occasion. A great astral pencil whose point is 50 miles in circumference is to draw a jet black line across the United States from Aberdeen, Washington to Orlando, Florida. While the marking is being made, chickens are expected to go to roost and birds to nest. Streetcars will run with their headlights aglare and there will be a sudden strain on all lighting utilities. The great cosmic titan who will hold the pencil and mark the line will get even with Washington for stealing an hour of sunlight on that day, for he will take 47 minutes of that sunlight back again. The point of that pencil, black as ebony, will represent an eclipse of the sun. The point will begin with the moon and will drop in an exact course to the Earth where it will darken a considerable portion of the Pacific Ocean and the states of Washington, Oregon, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. In about the same manner that a military censor deletes an objectionable line from a war correspondent dispatch. The stock of the pencil will be represented by a nebulous space of infinity, millions of miles long, between the sun and the moon. Many an astrological Christopher Columbus will be out along the line to discover a new world or two. The mythical planet Vulcan, said to hover near the sun, may possibly be given positive identity. The great solar force that makes Mercury shake with an astral og as it spins around its orbit may be uncovered. A thousand theories may be proven or reputed, chief among them being the theory of relativity, first suggested by Einstein, a German physician. The nubbin of this theory is that light from the stars beyond the sun is bent by the sun's gravity before it reaches the Earth in about the same manner that a streetcar rail is bent around a slight curve. The eclipse is expected to prove whether such sun gravity can bend light or not. The eclipse is expected also to throw some light on the composition of the sun's spectrum, which, during the period of totality, glows with a greenish hue. What makes it green is the question scientists are going to try to answer. Points of similarity and dissimilarity between the atmospheres of the Sun and the Earth are to be given close attention also. The polarized light of the Sun will also attract interest. Scientists at the University of California near San Francisco and elsewhere say that the light around the Sun moves in regular waves, like wireless airwaves, instead of being a steady, even substance as around the Earth. The eclipse may help to explain the difference. 
The coronal spectrum of the sun, according to Professor E.P. Lewis, Department of Physics, University of California, is made up of unknown elements. Professor Lewis is to study this coronal spectrum through a large quartz spectrograph. As a member of the Lick Observatory Party at Glendale, Washington, the spectrograph, in the event of clear weather, is expected to reveal many new and startling facts concerning this corona and accompanying spectrum. The line of totality will be 50 miles wide and that of semi-totality 150 miles wide. The eclipse will be visible, however, in varying phases all over North and Central America and Japan and a great portion of China and Russia. In accordance with an order sent out by the Pacific Telephone and Telegraph Company to all local managers to instruct the telephone girls to cease giving out the time of day to subscribers if it takes up too much of the operator's time, the girls of the local exchange may soon be relieved of that duty. All over the state and coast, this accommodating service is being discontinued. Manager Hammond of the Medford office said today that the time consumed by the operators in answering, what time is it please? Queries was being checked up and that such service would probably be discontinued in the near future. Tribune publishes interesting letters from our soldiers and sailors and news items concerning their movements when they become available to us. Today, I've got a letter from Paul Leonard provided to us by the Association of Mothers, Wives, and Next of Kin, who received the letter from Paul's mother in the interest of being shared with all of you. Somewhere in France. Dear Mother, I am writing and enclosing a little pamphlet that is issued to us by the YMCA. We have a hut here where we are located, and they help out wonderfully. There are some good lectures, music or something going on all the time. Also furnish us with baseballs, footballs, and other athletic equipment. I hear that in some camps there is a regular schedule of ball games between the different regiments, companies, etc. We also have our newspapers printed in Paris. In other words, we can purchase for 15 con times, or three cents in our money, a New York Herald or a Chicago Tribune. They are a little smaller than the Mail Tribune, but it looks good to us. Military censorship limits our letter writing very much, as it is nearly impossible to write a letter without infringing on our orders. The company is still ahead of us, as well as all my mail. Gee, but I would like to hear from home. But you mustn't worry, because it can't be helped, and I will get it soon. YNCA lecturer by the name of Smith gave us the correct answer on how to tell a good soldier. First, he is always busted. Second, feed him every hour, and he will be hungry on the half hour. Third, always wants to be somewhere else than he is at the present time. According to that, all American soldiers are good soldiers. Expect to sign the next payroll with Battery E, then I will have lots of money. So don't worry on that score, as I am getting along nicely. I know the principal worry of the American mother over their sons in France, wine, women, and song, but I want to say this much for your American soldier as I have seen him. He is here on business, and the same willpower that put him into the army is going to take care of him here. So mother, you have my word for this. Do not worry. Have not written to Louise to date as it is so hard to get our mail censored. Mail to mothers has the right way over everything. I hope that everything is going well in the store, but it seems so long since hearing from home. Must close at this time. Tell George to remember his promise to me and to postpone his desires for a year or two at least. 
because this is a man's game. Love to all, your son, Paul. P.S. Tell Dad his letter will be next and that Uncle Sammy's boys will make his friend, the Kaiser, wonder who started the war. Bye-bye. Corporal Paul Leonard, Battalion E, 65th Artillery, CAC, American EF. Mark your calendars. Next Saturday is Old Tire Day. The patriotic people of Medford and the Valley are asked to remember that next Saturday is Old Tire Day in this city for the benefit of the Red Cross and to donate old tires of any kind and anything in the rubber line to the noble cause. The people are asked to leave old tires and rubber in the vacant lot on the corner of South Riverside and East Main Street in the rear of the peanut and refreshment stand. An attendant will be in charge here all day Saturday to receive the donations. The collection of tires and rubber will be sold and the entire proceeds turned over to the Red Cross. A city in Iowa the size of Medford took up such a collection recently of tires and rubber, which netted the Red Cross $1,000. William A. Gates has charge of the collection arrangements for Saturday. Well, folks, that's all I've got for you this week. Thanks for listening. Remember, these news stories have been brought to you by the Mail Tribune, a weekly series featuring news items that were drawn from the archives of the Mail Tribune from 100 years ago. You can find more stories like this in the MT100 column in the newspaper or online at mailtribune.com. We also have a whole host of other podcasts on a wide variety of topics. You should check them out. And also, be sure to follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and YouTube. If you like this podcast or have something you'd like to share with me, let me know in the comments or on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Have a swell day and check back next week for more stories from the Archive.